Hi, I'm Sarah, and here with my co-host, Pastor Andrew, this is The Disciples Mike, a podcast produced by Woodbury Lutheran Church, where we help you grow as a disciple of Jesus. Today, we are sitting down with Pastor Tim to discuss uh, Blue Christmas, the service we have coming up here in December, and how to walk alongside people well uh, during this holiday season. So put up your Christmas tree, tell Alexa to play this podcast. This is the Disciples Mike. Did you actually have people tell you to p- that they were going to put up their Christmas tree while listening to this? No, I just assume. It's you a Christmas assume? season. Yeah. It, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Sarah, but in what world is someone putting up their Christmas tree and instead of, you know, saying, hey, let's put on some Nat King Cole, they're saying, <laughs> let's turn on the Disciples Mike. Jane Dibburn. She's going to listen to this while putting up her Christmas tree? Yeah. Oh, Jane, we need to talk. Mostly because there's a very real possibility that I will be putting up her Christmas tree and she'll be like, there's a new episode. Let's listen to it. <laughs> you know how my mom sounds. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> spot on. Spot on. Jane. Yeah, yeah, Jane. Yeah. Yep. Well, hi, Sarah. How's it going? You know, it's it's going well. I have my coffee. I just ate cold Benihana. Yeah, you made... You made Tim and I just sit and watch. watch you eat while we waited to start the podcast. Because I won't have time to eat until like 8 o'clock tonight if I didn't eat now. Well, that's a, that sounds like kind of a personal problem. Well, we have dance. We have a first competition. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go to Valley Creek and now here we are. Do you want to say what dance you are talking about? Or are you just talking about your need to go dance somewhere? I'm going to go to the swing dancing caves and swing dance. Perfect. That sounds Was that fun. a thing at CA when you were in high school? It was, yeah. indeed. People went to the caves. It was a thing. Uh, Pastor Tim, do you know what that is? Not a clue. <laughs> there were caves in St. Paul that would do swing dancing on Monday nights. Is it not a thing still? I think it is. I don't know. Uh, and it was the cool thing for the kids to go swing dancing. Wow, let's tap the brakes on cool. Okay. It was a thing it was that, a people, thing that did. people did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of the cool kids were saying let's I was go never I was never a part of it cuz no one invited me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so, there's You that. must have been one of the cool kids. Then. Yes, yes. Uh but no, because I am one of the assistant dance coaches for the dance team at Concordia Academy. The Concordia Academy the University of Minnesota. No. What? Just Concordia Academy. <laughs> just Concordia Academy. Um and so we have our first competition and it'll be exciting. So Yeah. Go Beacons. Yes. That does sound exciting. It it does. Do you want to introduce who's with us today? Or <laughs> I already we just acknowledged refer his and acknowledge presence. to him and acknowledge him and Um we are joined today by uh the the best care pastor that Woodbury Lutheran has. <laughs> pastor Tim Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> they I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> right. There's not a whole lot you can't do. Yeah. <laughs> what an introduction. Uh, thank you. You're As welcome. the only care pastor of Woodbury Lutheran, I appreciate that. Anything yeah. for you. Yes. <laughs> so Pastor Tim is with us and talking about Christmas and things like that. Uh, but before we get to that, Andrew, I have a question for you, and it's not my random question. Okay. Um, so last time, we talked a lot about Helen Keller. Oh, Yeah. Um, and I, well, okay, to catch uh, Tim up, we, my random question from last two weeks ago's episode was uh, if they thought Helen Keller was real. Because they, as in 
Uh, teenagers. Andrew and all the voices in his head. <laughs> Andrew, oh. Daniel, and John. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I was having a conversation with teenagers, which I do a lot because it's my job. And uh, they do not believe that Helen Keller is real. Like they think that she as a human being existed. Again, this is a large, you're painting with broad strokes here. They, as in all teenagers, all Gen don't Z. believe. Um, they believe that Helen Keller as a human being existed, but there was no way that she was blind and deaf. Yeah, it's a whole conspiracy theory, yeah. and I always I get a lot of TikToks about it. So she had asked us this, and I said, "Are we supposed to? Is that an actual question or what?" And then she explained that teenagers don't, you know, believe this. And I said, uh, "I doubt that." And so I she asked me, um, and I'm assuming this is where your question is going, mm-hmm. right? She asked me to ask my students at CA, sure. do you think that that Helen Keller is real? And sure enough, I only asked one section of one block because uh, the answer just made me mad. (laughs) 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 So I was done after that one. But sure enough, they said they were ready with the same kinds of, you know, rebuttals as to why they think she doesn't exist or didn't exist or whatever. Tell me. Uh, And yes, it's confirmed. Not uh, it's it's. Not debunked. What's the opposite of debunking? Bunking something? Sure. So it's bunked that they believe (laughs) that Helen Keller did not exist. Told you. Yeah, I know. I you did, and I'm a little bit disappointed in I don't know what I'm disappointed in. Our our youth or our educational system or the the fact that you were right is yeah, right up there on (laughs) uh, near the top of the list. It is actually reason one through five. That's reason one through five. Sarah was right. Yeah. And I was wrong. Yes. I wasn't wrong. I just didn't believe it, I guess. Which I guess is wrong, but whatever. So speaking of the question that we asked two weeks ago, it's time for Sarah's random question. I was thinking about this as I got ready this morning. Well, was your transition good. just, we had a question two weeks ago and now we're going to have another one? Yes. <laughs> I think... We, we have one every week. <laughs> I think the end of the season should just be an episode where we recap my transitions for the entire <laughs> yeah, that, season. That actually would be a hilarious episode. Uh, so, sports. Mm-hmm. Is that a question? <laughs> sports? Uh, if you could get rid of one professional sport like you it doesn't exist anymore which sport are you getting rid of are we talking f- like four major sports or are we talking like just any, any sport that has a professional any sport? sport that has a professional team which sport are you getting rid of well now wait a second because there are individual sports as well like golf tennis things like that that aren't necessarily team yeah but they still do like a pga so if there's any like national competition for this, so sport, it could be individual as well. Yeah, is what I'm asking. Okay. Yeah, as Got long it. as there's it's a, a professional question. thing. Got it. I definitely get rid of tennis. Nobody likes tennis. Wow. <laughs> Tim just gets up and leaves. <laughs> that would be really funny, actually, because no one would know that you left. It would just be, you know, <laughs> like we could. Boy, do Pastor that. Tim's been really quiet. <laughs> really quiet on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, with with that in mind, I mean, if you're gonna axe tennis yeah. then um 
And I don't know what sport you play, Andrew, but I'm just going to go out on a limb because of your height. It's got to be basketball. Yeah, see, that's a total stereotype. Can I, I know it is. It's can, a stereotype. Can I tell you, though? So I had a friend in college who was, uh, this is a side note, but he was 6'8", right? Well, I, he still is 6'8", I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming. But um, uh, he, he would always get asked the question, do you play basketball because he's 6'8"? Well, he started to get really annoyed by such a question. And so his response was always, why, do you play mini golf? it <laughs> <laughs> ask people that and they'd be like what and yeah so it's funny anyway well I, I i won't go with basketball because that's just too popular correct there are professional sports i'm trying to think um uh i may have to come back to this question I, a little bit later but that uh, there are there are things that are professional sports that just are, are mind-boggling that it's a professional Correct. sport. Correct, yeah. See, that's why I ask. Like, if it's the four major sports, it's a lot harder of a question. If it's which professional sport and it just is open to all professional sports, Yeah. I would be like, I don't know, there's probably a lot that I it could leave and I would not even be affected by it. I wouldn't even know it existed in the first place or something like that, you know? Well, for example, and, and, and keep in mind, I actually enjoy this sport um, quite a bit, but mm-hmm. but I would say like pickleball. Yeah, right. uh, just yeah. because it just it feels like there which there is a professional league. There is a there is a professional league, right? And they make money. Yeah, right. Which makes it professional. <laughs> that's that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's it. Uh, and and so maybe that's what I'll go with. Is yeah, we'll we'll just axe all other racket sports. Uh, here, <laughs> yeah, all of the racket sports. <laughs> Badminton. We're done with it. I would not actually. I would not actually get rid of tennis. Though I will say, and maybe you can teach me this, Tim. I have never been able to figure out tennis like scoring. Mm-hmm. Like I understand the concept behind it, but like if you th- if you put up the score on it, like if tennis is on TV and you throw up the score and you ask me to tell you based off of looking at the bug who's yeah. winning. I probably would not be able to figure it out for you, you know. Well, it's like sometimes I, I, I really don't have an answer for you as far as the the why it's yeah. scored the way it is. That's yeah. I, I haven't done a deep dive on the history of <laughs> right. scoring in tennis. Exactly. Uh, that said, I just learned it, you know, as a right. little little tyke, and, right? And, exactly. And it's just carried over. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it is kind of funny looking. And it is. Well, it's just like it, sometimes I've, I like sometimes they'll show the like final results, and it'll be like there's there's all seven boxes or something, and sometimes yeah. there's like two or something, and I'm like, what right. is going on here? I don't get it. Anyway, yeah. So no, that's fair. It, the here's my answer. Okay. Esports. Oh. For oh yeah. Sure. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that it is like. It's crazy the amount of money that people actually get paid to do that. Like, and they have like collegiate teams now yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, like my alma mater, Bethany Lutheran, they have like an esports like. My team, alma mater, Concordia St. Paul, also has one. Yeah, it's Does like a Concordia whole thing. Seward have one. I'm sure they do. I bet St. Louis has one for both of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> not think so St. Louis did. <laughs> no, they do not. They do not. Though Daniel started a games club, I think, while he was there. So did he really? Know, which is not shocking to anybody. Like a board game club? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, esports is crazy to me. The fact huh. that which I'm not saying that there's not like skill or something like that, you know. But there is like. There's got to be a line, you know what I mean? Like to what we're calling a sport and what we're not calling a sport. <laughs> yeah. And like, so I like golf a lot and uh, people would say, like people would make the argument that golf isn't a sport or something along those lines, which 
I can see like the argument of like there's not like physical competition but at least you're like walking the course and like yeah. it's a, there's definitely a physical element to the game esports is like i don't see it i'm not you know and maybe there is that i'm missing but yeah axe esports okay that's my that's my take what about you sarah um esports makes sense but what i was gonna say is probably gonna make a lot of people angry mm-hmm I would get rid of the NBA. <laughs> Why, Sarah? <laughs> because I, uh, it seems like every sport has like redeeming athletes in it that are like good people. Mm-hmm. And you're about to- <laughs> the <laughs> NBA. That statement alone. It just, they just seem like a whole different breed of human. Wow, Sarah. <laughs> We're treading on some thin ice here. I'm just saying <laughs> that we cannot. Like collegiate basketball, that's fun to watch. Do you realize how broad that brush is <laughs> that right. you just used? Yeah, for real. There, you just said there's not a redeeming person in the entire NBA. In the entire NBA. Zero redemption. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Just show me a basketball player that is cool. <laughs> cool? Yeah, right. Yeah. Wrong word to but use. But like Adam Thielen level of cool. Like he seems like a really, that's his name, right? The guy what? who tore his ACL. No, who, his ankle. What? What? The old quarterback <laughs> or the current quarterback okay. for the Vikings. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. <laughs> Which one was Adam Thielen? He no longer plays for the oh, Minnesota yes. Vikings. <laughs> I meant Kirk Cousins. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> Sarah. I there's just so much wrong <laughs> with what you're saying that is this when it's we... also the fact that you went like personal with it <laughs> you didn't just you didn't just like say you didn't just say hey like I don't like watching basketball and so I would get rid of that you went like there's <laughs> they're terrible people. terrible people yeah which is so wrong on so many levels um, uh, is now the time where we promo what week is that? Uh, Deep, or no, January sports. 1st, where yeah. it's a episode entirely of Daniel and Andrew making me describe sports. Correct. Yeah. Sports with Sarah. <laughs> Tune in January 1st. For that. For that's, more of this discussion. <laughs> that could break records. I think it could. <laughs> Listening records. Yeah. It might. It, it might. It is either going to break records or people are going to break whatever listening device <laughs> they're listening to it on, which apparently is Alexa while you're putting a, a Christmas, <laughs> Christmas tree. tree or on your boat or I don't yeah. know what other ones. I've you're said. Headphones. walking your dog or mowing doing your, your dishes, mowing. Yes. Your, no, you mow a lawn. I said mow your lawn. You said mow you your said yard. <laughs> you can mow your who, yard. Who mows their yard? Yard is lawn. You mow your lawn. You cut your grass. You but lawn is yard. yard. Huh? Lawn is yard. No. Disagree. Okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of yards and lawn care, uh, the Christmas season is upon us. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice segue. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm the silence you're about to hear is me leaving. <laughs> that's what you... My goodness. Um, as this episode is released, I think the previous day was the, f- not I think, I know because I just looked up the date, uh, was the first Sunday in Advent. And Advent is um, the four weeks. Yeah, four weeks. Generally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Four weeks leading up to Christmas. Almost said Easter, but it's fine. <laughs> um, and Same thing. 
pretty much the same thing. Uh, and I think the holidays can bring a lot for a lot of people. Um, some of it is good and some of it is is not so good. Um, and I think we do a really good job, um, not like Woodbury Lutheran, but like society as a whole, at being excited for the people that are excited for Christmas and celebratory. So not at Woodbury Lutheran. Like <laughs> We're not excited for... We're not. We're not no. excited. Okay. Yep. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Um, but Flag Day. We're so excited about Flag, flag Day. Flag Day is the best. <laughs> the best holiday. Um, but I think we're really good at being excited for the holidays and and just like being joy-filled. But I think sometimes the, for the people that are on the other side of the spectrum that the holiday seasons aren't an exciting time, whether it be because you're just not feeling it or because you've experienced loss and so the holidays feel significantly different than they did last year or um, you're just on your own and that doesn't feel great. Um, it's it's harder for us to show up for people in those moments, I think. And and so we have Pastor Tim with us to talk about uh, a couple of things. We've got a blue Christmas service coming up, which this episode will be released on December 4th. And the service is on December 6th at our Oak Hill campus. Um, and just to talk about the idea of this blue Christmas service that we've never done before, uh, but then also how we can um, how we can walk through the holiday season, if that's us, that we're struggling with having joy and all that stuff, but then also how to walk alongside people as well. So, uh, Reverend Marshall. Yes. Esteemed Reverend Marshall. Sorry. Esteemed Reverend Marshall. I answered both. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blue Christmas at Woodbury Lutheran. Tell us about what the idea behind that, why we're doing it this year. The end. Wow. That was <laughs> really compelling. Thank you. I'm really yeah. good at asking questions. The end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my transitions and my questions. Yeah. Just perfect. <laughs> well, and, and, and let me just uh, start off by saying with this, this, this idea of this Blue Christmas service, this is uh, something that I had not actually seen or been introduced to. And in spite of my many years in care ministry, uh, I don't know everything. And so what? this is... It's true. It's true. Uh, and uh, this was actually talked about uh, probably about six months ago or so. It was maybe around Easter where we first raised this idea of Blue Christmas. And and I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. It was Jill Donovan who had uh, brought this onto our radar. And so I began to, to look up online and and uh, just take a look at what is this this thing called Blue Christmas. And uh, it's, it's, I feel like a, a, an opportunity to, to be with people who just may not be feeling the joy, uh, right now. And, and, and society tells us you, just as you mentioned, society tells us that at Christmas time, you're supposed to be happy. This is the, the happiest time of the year. Mm -hmm. And, and so, but for one reason or another, we're not always there and it could be circumstances in our lives that, uh, make us not feeling very joyful right now. It could be, it could just be a bad time that I'm going through right now, and and it, and and it may not be associated with any circumstance. It's just I just don't feel very happy right now. Uh, and 
And we have our, our Christmas Eve services, our traveler service, our uh, Christmas uh, tree lighting event uh, that will have already happened when you hear this podcast. And all of those are, are joy-filled, and, and we're reminded of what God has done for us, and we're celebrating and, and experiencing peace, and, and uh, in spite of the, the busyness of, of the season as well, all of this goes on. And if I'm that person that that's just not there this year for whatever reason, this this Blue Christmas service is a, a an opportunity to be more reflective uh, as we hear God's promises, to rest in those promises. Uh, it's it's a contemplative service, uh, much more so, and uh, you, you don't have to. <laughs> I don't know how to say this the right way. You don't have to fabricate joy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's there. Right. God's promises give us that joy. Uh, but um, this is just a, a service. It's an opportunity for us to, to come together and, and hear those promises once again. Right. And to be able to reflect on those promises in a, a, a little bit different way than right. uh, many of our other services would. Yeah, and I think that it's really important that we incorporate Elvis Presley's music into <laughs> our into our regular services and things along those lines. So Tim's blue. actually going to wear an Elvis outfit. Oh, that would be really great, actually. <laughs> would it? <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's I feel just like you could have an Elvis impersonation. You know. Okay. Like, so so here's here's my response to that. This is a this is all unscripted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my response is Dean would be young Elvis because <laughs> Dean is kind of hip like that and yeah. he's more in shape. And I could be older Elvis <laughs> who's a little bit heavier and uh, and I think that could work. But just walking around with a that would be great. Uh, what, peanut butter and banana sandwich. Was that, that what he ate? for? Yeah, Elvis? when he was older, that's what Elvis would eat. Interesting. Yeah. So you know that, yeah. but you don't know sports. <laughs> yes. Okay. Interesting. Sarah's a rare breed. That's for sure. That's for sure. So uh, there will not be Elvis. Uh, let me just so, get that out. Okay. So there won't be Elvis at this at this service. But what? Uh, I love the idea. What? What can one expect? Like at and you. I know you said kind of generally like it's a. Um, it's a hear the promises and, and comfort and things along those mm -hmm. lines. But like, what, what do you do at a blue service? Like or a blue Christmas service? Does it look like a regular service largely? Is it anything different or, you know? Sure. Well, first of all, let me, let me just uh, take one step back and, and say this service is not just for people who are down. Yeah. Who are feeling low. Um, and it may be that many who attend are in that, place right. and understandably but you don't have this service is for everyone right and so it's it's my hope and my prayer that that we fill the place because it's another opportunity to to be reminded of god's promises mm -hmm. uh, to uh, join together uh in 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 the, the prayers that we lift up and the praises that we give to god um and to to hear those promises right uh and, and that's I think that's the, the, the big thing. Right. Uh, it's an opportunity to come and hear those promises. There will be time uh, spent more in, in prayer uh, than what you might see at another service. Sure. Um, because we're, we're calling upon God. 
Right. Uh, we're recognizing that uh, right now, uh, I'm 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 needing, and 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 again, I hope this comes across the right way. We always need as much of God as we can get. Right. Exactly. But, but there are times in our lives where it seems like uh, I'm farther away from God. Yeah. Uh, or 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 maybe I put it this way: it seems like He's farther away from me. Sure. And this is a service that's going to remind me that God is near. And that's awesome. And I think that's something that's so, that that reminder is there too, that's so important is that this is an important way that we can show up for each other too. You know, like motto, our, one of our mottos, things that we hear all the time at Woodbury is that life is better together, right? And so if we have a blue Christmas service, um, kind of inherently it shouldn't just be the people who you might initially think would need to go to a service or would want to go to a service like this, but it's for all people so that we can be right. there and support each other and show up for each other and things along those lines. And so, yeah, an encouragement to uh, consider doing that regardless of kind of where you're at with the thing. Yep. And that's, I think something that's really cool. Um, what a cool opportunity to be able to do that and remind each other of those promises too and support each other in those things too. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious about this. What what do you think it is? And this is this is kind of related to this the blue Christmas. I mean, it's all related to that, but like what is it about the holidays in what you do in care ministry? Um, conversations that you've had, experiences that you've kind of walked alongside with people and stuff. What is it about the holidays that is um makes that so hard because i think we hear that a lot of times and i think we assume you know this is oh it's hard because that such and such person is gone you know or right. it's the first christmas since whatever um and and those things are you know maybe they're cliche for a reason because they're that's the truth or whatever you know usually cliches are that but is there something different is there something else that you've seen that kind of uh adds to that or what makes the holiday season more difficult in that way. Yeah, the 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 low hanging fruit, the easy answers are that mm -hmm. where it's it's someone who's lost a loved one, and and this is going to be their first Christmas without that loved one. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's it, what does that look like? And uh, when I lose someone, I'm supposed to be sad. Yeah, right. and yet at Christmas I'm supposed to be happy. And so, how do I? balance that out mm -hmm. uh, with just the right amount of sadness, but at the same time, just the right amount of, of joy because, boy, God has given me promises that, that remind me that my loved one is is with the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, assuming that they were a, a person of faith and, and, and I'll see him again. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 I wrestle with the, the, the sorrow piece as well because right. I'm supposed to be sad. That That's just how it is. And, and, Genuinely, I am sad too, right? It's right. not. It's not just that I'm supposed to be, but genuinely, I am. Mm -hmm. And so, there's there's that for sure. Uh, but it can be a lot of different things. It, it could be uh, I'm I'm just experiencing some, uh, uh, some whether it's depression or just I'm just not feeling real good about myself. Yeah. Um, it, it could be. Uh, you know, when we, what does society tell us? What, what's a, what's a good Christmas? It's Christmas spent around, uh, around the tree with your family, uh, opening gifts, um, ha having a, a great meal. But yeah. what if I don't have the, uh, what if I can't 
um, match that. Right. You know, if my family's not going to be here this Christmas or we just don't have a lot of resources to be able to provide all the gifts that we would want to and, and we're not measuring up and, and uh, the, the, there really is a, a just a, a large... Um, it's, it's a large span, I guess, for lack of a better word, that that comes into play. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there isn't like necessarily a one thing that is that is there. You know, right. it's like it's it shows up in a lot of different ways. You know, and I think yep. that to me that sounds like that's something that that's the sneakiest part of it. You know, is yeah. that you can almost find yourself in that place for a variety of different reasons and for um, because of that, I should say, then it comes out of nowhere, you know, blindsides us in some sense, right? It's like yeah. all of a sudden, why am I feeling this way, you know? Um, and I know this time of year, especially when the weather gets colder and the clouds, you know, set in a little bit more, it's darker earlier and all yeah. those things just can settle in for any person, right? And that yeah. makes it difficult to to deal with those things for sure. Yep. Absolutely. So. And it... it that there isn't a lot of rhyme or reason to it. There are definitely some specific things that you can point to, mm-hmm. but there are some things that are pretty, um, pretty hard to pinpoint. Right. Yeah. And 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 yeah, here here I am. Yeah. I'm still stuck in this place. Right. So yeah. Um, you know that the 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 beautiful thing about this is, uh, and this is where I think uh, going back to what society says, we we need to remember what what is Christmas all about? Mm-hmm. And it's not about the gifts that we give to each other. That That's part of it, certainly. Uh, uh, it's not about the gifts that we receive from one another, but it's about the gift that God has given to us. Right. Yeah. And, and once we remember that, now all of a sudden uh, our joy is not as misplaced. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I don't have to feel bad about um, not providing the best gifts if that's how I'm feeling right now, because mm-hmm. I know God has. Yeah. Right. And that's mine. And, and that's, yeah, uh, that's what I can rest in. Yeah. And I think that that's such a fascinating dynamic. And I, I you, you had mentioned this a little bit ago now, but that idea that there is kind of this weird balancing act too with this, right? It's like, and I think this is just kind of inherently the tension of christianity sometimes even at like funerals and stuff like that i feel like i see this as well of like i'm sad and yet i have hope and how do i how do i kind of balance the tension of like those two things you know and it's and the truth is is like it's okay to grieve it's okay to mourn and yet that mourning is you know in hope and stuff like that as well and so i think that that probably is another piece to this as well of like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to like, you don't have to beat yourself up over that, right. That battle, you know, or that yep. uh, balancing act in some sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and understand that this service is not a service that's designed to make you go away saying, Oh, I'm happy now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 we are where we are. Yeah. Right. And if we're in that place where uh, we're just not, Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not feeling that joy and that peace. That's that's where we are. Right. Exactly. But this service gives us an opportunity to to maybe focus on right 
on what that piece looks like yeah, and yeah. what that gift is that God has shared with us. Well, and it's, it, so this is, this is me bringing my own. I just taught about this in class literally earlier today. Uh, so there's, the, Andrew's this just going to teach us reason. a scripture yeah. class now. Right. Well, <laughs> so, but we, but, but it, it's all of this stuff that you're saying is so like just hammering home what we talked about today. We, so we're learning the Beatitudes in class right now, uh, Matthew five. And one of the Beatitudes is blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's this, that idea, and hopefully this isn't like the primary text for Blue Christmas (laughs) (laughs) and I'm stealing all the thunder or something like that. But, you know. That's okay. Dean's got the message. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He's, (laughs) so he's fine, you know. Um, But, but that's, it's so cool. Like as I was teaching that today. Um, I try to really focus on the idea that there is a, there is a, the Beatitudes are both an already and a not yet promise, right? Yeah. There is an already aspect to it and there's a not yet. And I think that the one that, that stands out to me so much out of that set is that mourning, right? Because why do we mourn? It's because we look at around at the world that's broken and we start to recognize there's a problem here, right? There's death and there's dying and there's people sinning and there's all sorts of brokenness that we see all the time. And so I look at that, and if I recognize, first recognize, you know, going back to verse 3 of the Beatitudes, that it's because I am broken, it's because there's this broken condition over humanity right now, um, that that should naturally lead us to a place of mourning, you know, and regardless of what that, you know, how that rears its head, how sin and brokenness rears its head in the world, we can mourn those things. And we should mourn those things because that's not what we were created for. That's not what we were designed for, right? Um, But the promise that's there is that those who mourn will be comforted. And that promise is is both an already and a not yet. It's a not yet in the sense that it hasn't happened yet, that Jesus has not come to make all things new and that hasn't made everything, you know, better in that sense. But it's an already promise in the fact that we do have hope. And that importance of hope is so, well, hope is so important, I guess, is what I'm really getting at. And in yeah. a lot of senses, um, I don't think we hope in in the ways that we should sometimes, you know, and mm. uh, because we do kind of act in that way of, well, I'm going to go to this blue Christmas so that I can feel better, right? Or I'm going to... Uh, I want to just kind of get past the mourning. And I think there's something about the reality of we should be mourning. Like we should be grieving. This is part of our broken existence. And the second we stop doing that, there's a problem, a bigger problem, right? And so not to say that we want to like promote mourning or grieving or anything. It's like you should strive after this or something. But just to recognize that, yeah, this is a part of being a, person who is redeemed following jesus who knows the light in a dark world in a broken world um and that there's still promises that are there that there will be comfort in that way so yeah what a cool way to do it at the blue chris you know at a blue christmas service in that way so yeah yeah one of the things that that we often lose sight of as well in that in that um that morning that that we experience um you know, God's word tells us in Second uh, Corinthians chapter one, uh, verses three through five. Uh, I would encourage you to uh, look it up, but it talks about when we go through that morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the reason we experience that the, the the challenges that we experience, the misfortunes and the the hurts and the sorrows, is uh, so that we can comfort others when they go through that morning. Mm-hmm. And so, 
we don't always understand why we're in this place, but one thing that that does come through uh, is God's promises bring that comfort and that hope. And when we find ourselves in a place where we're able to recognize that yeah. more, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we're able to recognize that more, and we're able to, to enunciate that to others, mm, right, and and show that. Hey, I've been there, and, yeah. and and um, and even though I'm I'm still there, right? God's brought me uh, a lot of a lot of peace, right? Yeah, and and I want you to know that He'll bring you peace too. Yeah, yeah, which brings us back to that idea of coming alongside each other, right? And yep. being able to like being able to walk along that uh, walk. If I've already walked there to to help the person who's now walking through it, right? Um, or if I haven't, to just, you know, be there and to walk through that stuff. And I think that um, that that's such an important aspect of what we do is that we're we're always looking out wherever we're at on that path. You know, I think something that, that we oftentimes forget about, too, are those people who, like, um, you know, are dealing with things that are, like past the time of when you we would think oh they're done mourning now or they're done grieving you know oh that happened three years ago or whatever and now the cards aren't coming anymore people aren't reaching out anymore and now we're having to deal with that too and so like we're all somewhere on the spectrum of Mm -hmm. grief in that way and i think that's such a helpful thing a reminder for us is that wherever we're at we want to help each other come alongside of each other in those things too yeah 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 i think well, I have two things. Number one, um, it, no, no, I don't remember what number one was, but I remember what we'll number, start with two number two was. Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, going back to what you said uh, a few minutes ago about um, feeling like feeling off at the holidays, but not really sure what the off feeling is. Um, as someone who needs to be able to pinpoint, why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, because then once I figure it out, then I can process through it and, and move on. Um, how, how would you encourage people that are like, I know I'm feeling off, but I can't figure out how I'm feeling Mm. off. So like what, how do you think we help people kind of pinpoint where they're the root of, of their emotions or grieving type feelings? Sure. Well, for, for most people, I would say, um, well, f- let me just say this, Sarah, um, you feeling off, that's normal. <laughs> that is normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's me so. on a daily basis. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, yep. you know, just, just accept that. Yeah, yeah. I will. Right. I have by this Live point. Live in that. Yeah. yeah. I don't like basketball and here I am. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> well, you, it's not that you don't like basketball. You just don't like basketball players. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would love it if, if, if the players were football players <laughs> playing basketball. Exactly. Yeah. I would pay a lot of money to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, what was your question again? <laughs> he was too focused on making fun of me to. I, I, I kind of yeah. was. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, when we are feeling off during the holiday season, but we can't exactly pinpoint why yeah. we're feeling off. How do we? How do we figure that out? Yeah. So, the and and this this will not come as a surprise, but but your starting point needs to be prayer. Mm. Just just be praying about it, Lord. I I don't know why this is going on. I don't understand it. And I may never understand it 
but I, I'm, I'm praying that you would give me peace about it. Mm-hmm. Um, let your spirit rest upon me uh, so that I can uh, continue to do the work that you have set before me. Uh, but right now, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And so I'm looking for some clarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay to ask God for clarity. Uh, you know, Paul had asked for um, healing three different occasions, and God said, my, my grace is sufficient for you. He didn't give him an answer. He just said, stick it out. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. with you, right? And, and so um, he doesn't always answer us the way that we want or are looking for, mm-hmm. but he does promise his presence. And so rest in his presence but the other thing, find someone that you can talk it out with. Mm-hmm. And that could be me. That could be uh, your campus pastor. Uh, it, it could be a Stephen minister. Uh, but but someone that you can just have some conversations with. Because yeah. uh, often what happens is we cannot see it. But once we start speaking it out loud with another person, they may be able, be able to help us to, to better understand what what might be going on. Mm. Right. Uh, I think that's a, a wonderful way for us to um, find uh, more. Uh, again, it's it's that life is better together. Right. It's that it's that time where um, just because I don't see it doesn't mean that someone else won't. Yeah, and I think that something that I'll just kind of add on to that too is I think sometimes we think I'm good because I've got family who loves me and stuff, and and understanding this that like family is great to go to for this stuff as well but sometimes it is important for us to go outside of that kind of bubble right Mm -hmm. just to get somebody who has like an objective perspective on it you know um because i think that something that family brings is that like no matter what kind of love and that no matter what kind of like support in in that in in some sense um, but sometimes, you know, you like you were saying, Tim, with like speaking it out loud and just kind of explaining it. If I have to explain it to someone who uh, has a baggage with me, you know, or like the thing might even be with me because I'm too close to the situation because I am family. Um, it's sometimes freeing just to explain it to somebody who isn't as close to the situation, right? Or might need it explained a little bit more so that you can process it yourself a little bit more. And so your encouragement to find those resources, that's why we have Stephen Ministers. That's why we have you as a care pastor and doing the awesome work that you do, or campus pastors even, um, or even just Christian counselors. Exactly, yeah. right. Like like anybody who's kind of got that third-party objective kind of a, of a take can be super helpful um, with that as well. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, I think it, from my experience of, I mean, you're always mourning, right? Until Jesus comes back. That's kind of how it works. Um, But for me, Christmas was hard for a lot of years because it was the 22nd, 23rd. uh, That was the beginning of the end for my dad. And so this season is filled with living in both worlds of being excited about Christmas but then also remembering um, that it was the start of three of the hardest months for for our family. Um, and, and so I think that for you listening, if you are, um, if you're wrestling with stuff that even if you feel that it should be, like you should be better by now, uh, because that's something that I've talked to Tim about a lot when it comes to mourning is that I just, 
I want it to be done and I want to be able to have mourning be an emotion that I can process and I can work through and then I can move on and it doesn't exist in my life anymore uh, because I generally don't like to feel things, um, which is like, we can laugh at that, but like I, I generally, you're not alone. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like right. to feel emotions mm-hmm. uh, beyond happiness. And, uh, <laughs> but it was the, it was the reminder that this is the tension that we live in. Yeah. That it's not, um, there are forever going to be days around the Christmas season that are going to be hard. Just like my birthday is forever going to be hard because dad died a day before it. Mm -hmm. And so I always have to get through March 4th before I can get to March 5th. Yeah. Um, But it's the, it's the permission to not have to feel a certain way. Right. And, and I think, um, I would hope that, that you hear that from us staff members and from our pastoral team, that it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, like last year it was the 11 o'clock. So we were practicing for the 11 o'clock service and, um, they sang, Oh, Holy Night. And I wasn't expecting there to be the solo of at Oh Holy Night and I'm standing there playing the bells and I'm taken back to the amount of years that dad and I went to the 11 o'clock service together and heard that version of that song and I'm playing the bells and this was just last year and I just started crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like where are these emotions? Get it together, Diburn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> How I pep talk myself. Um, but if you're in this place, I think you might need to hear that it's okay that you're in this place right. mm-hmm. and that you can exist in the both and, and it's going to suck yeah. and it's going to be hard, but you can exist in the both and. Right. And as we kind of wrap it up with, with kind of that, that idea, I think that's what, that's the whole idea of what Advent is about too, yeah. you know? And yeah. I think that we should be, we should also like in this, not be too quick to skip towards to, to skip right to Christmas, right? Yeah. The season of Advent is so cool because it's all about waiting, right? Yeah. It's all about being in that in between, and looking around and saying, "Yeah, there's something wrong," and I'm mourning about the the garbage that we have to deal with in this broken reality. Um, but also, I get to look forward to the coming of the King, right? Who yeah. is going to make all things new, and He's going to take away all the sadness and the tears and stuff, and I can still be in that morning place, but when I do, I'm doing it from a place of hope, right? And it's it's this w- place of waiting um, and saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus, be here soon, you know? Um, yeah. And then the reminder of Christmas that he was, he was here, he was with us. Emmanuel is God with us. Um, and he stepped into this creation to be able to do that and to give us that hope and to give us that that true joy that we get to tap into, which sometimes doesn't look like happiness right yeah but joy in the fact that we have that promise to look forward to yeah esteemed reverend timothy any final thoughts about sports morning christmas peanut butter and banana sandwiches (laughs) how do do i respond how do i how do i address (laughs) you if i'm esteemed reverend what uh, Andrew, I'll let you come up with my title. <laughs> Look in my chops over here. <laughs> Lowly and... And meek and mild? 
No, yeah, that, that's that's, no, that's different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Though, who's playing Mary at the Living Nativity this year? <laughs> is it Sarah? <laughs> it is not Sarah. <laughs> I guess uh, just lowly, lowly and uh, reprehensible. We'll say. Oh, there you go. Wow. Hey, how's that sound? Well, lowly, <laughs> reprehensible, Sarah. <laughs> uh, uh, what was your question again? <laughs> again, uh, any, I wasn't thinking of the question. I was just waiting for yeah. <laughs> the joke. Any final thoughts? Oh, any final thoughts? Yeah. Oh, um, that you know, the the one thing that I would say is is one of the gifts that God shares with us uh, is that comfort, and and as far as. You know, and I'm thinking on this just right now. So maybe I'll, uh, afterwards I'll come back and say, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that." But, um, but for now, this is what I'll say. That's how I live most of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't, we don't have comfort without the morning. Hmm. Uh, yeah. the, the, the comfort follows the morning. Yeah. And so, um, when we experience the the morning, whatever it might be, when we experience the lows, the blues, whatever it might be, just the I just don't feel quite right. Uh, that's when we can, when we look to God, we can count on the comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and the comfort comes in his promises. It comes by his spirit, his presence resting with us. And so if you are that person right now where you're just kind of, uh, I'm just not where I want to be, mm. then I want to encourage you look for that comfort because it's coming. God mm-hmm. is bringing that. He, he brought it already through Jesus and, and the promises that we have that he's coming again. Uh, but, but know that, that um, when you look to the Lord and his promises, that's where you'll find your comfort. Amen. Nice. Well, thank you, Tim, for hanging out with us. You're welcome. Andrew, Sarah. you always have to be here. I well, not really. Not really. You not don't. anymore, kind not, of. Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for being here as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I hope that you guys have... A great rest of your week. A blue Christmas. There it is. There's Elvis. That's how we're ending it. That was really bad. That was. That's fine. It's fine. Okay. We will talk to you guys later. No, we won't. It's a podcast. They're listening. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now. Okay. Bye, everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Hey, friends. Thank you for spending time with us today. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, make sure you follow the Disciples Mic in your podcast app of choice. We release new episodes every other week. And if you want to show your support, drop a rating or let us know what you thought in a review. And if you want to submit a question about anything we talked about in this episode, our contact info will be down in the show notes below. I hope you are able to join us next time on the Disciples Mike podcast.